I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wayne Andrews is the embodiment of the phrase never give up. I first met him at Watford when he was a young player known for his speed. And despite injury setbacks and a time spent at non-league level, he went on to play for 14 years as a pro, including a season in the Premier League with Crystal Palace. After forging a career as an elite personal trainer after retirement, Wayne received a shock kidney failure diagnosis in 2012 and went on to have a life-saving transplant just a few years later. We caught up to talk football, health and how it feels to see your son following in your footsteps. Wayne Andrews, welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon, Jason. Can I say good afternoon? You can say good day, whatever you want, my man. How are you? I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And and how are you today? How's I'm things? good, I'm good. Everything's good, health's good. So yeah, okay. I'm excited. We'll, we'll get to all of that, but let's, let's talk back to, to how we first came in contact and how I first met you. It was an unfortunate day for me when I... <laughs> Right, when I met you at Watford back in the day, I'm not going to lie. You kind of stained my brain, you know, since. But young player, um, yeah, was... you know, I signed Graham Taylor. He told me about some young prospects. You wasn't one of them. No, you was. You was. You was one of them. I, I think I met you in a gym and it, it might have been one of the first times I, I can kind of recall meeting you. Um, and I, I, I think we struck up a kind of instant yeah. bit of banter, to be fair. You had a yeah, bit about yeah. you, so... I think that generation, you had that, there's a rule that respect of the senior pros. So it was a little bit different to like, maybe what it is now. So mm. obviously knowing who you were, knowing you were about, it was um it was good. And obviously you were centre forward. So it was easier for me to obviously learn. And my game was always playing off of a big man. So for me, it was it was exciting. And um, yeah, it was good, good times. I remember you tapping in and asking me questions, which, you know, it's, it's not always the thing with young players, especially with players playing in similar positions sometimes. There's all sorts of envy or whatever, but, you know, I think I remember yourself and Gifton and, and other young players, you know, looking to kind of pick my brains and, you know, I yeah, think it's I helpful. Yeah, I think we was always learning. Like, like I said, we were from the generation, so there was you, they obviously had Tommy Mooney, mm-hmm. and it was obviously people that was... Me and Gifton, obviously, we slid in, so we were the younger ones that obviously a little bit fresher, so it was always good just to to learn. We had... Yeah. I like to think like we maybe had a bit about ourselves as well. So Certainly. because of that, it was easier for us to know our position, but also ultimately know that I can handle myself in this situation. So yeah, from from what I remember, obviously Graham Taylor had, had stepped back in as manager. Um, Kenny Jacket was manager, and, and obviously the team had been out of the championship and got mm. relegated to League One. So the aim was to get back at least to the yeah. championship, and with Graham going back in and he's history of, of of being really successful with the club and Aston Villa and obviously managing England. I was his first signing, you know, going oh, back in. I, I was his that. first signing, yeah. And I remember the conversation and he was, um, you know, I need to rebuild. Um, we've got some young players. I'm going to be signing some players. He told me about some of the players, you know, Micah Hyde, he was looking to yeah. bring in. We all know about Micah, real character. So Tony Daly come there as well, didn't he? Tony Daly came yeah. in Briefly, yeah, obviously briefly, he was yeah. still struggling with his injuries and this and that. I think that was the following season Tony came in to be oh, fair. was it? Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Rosenthal, that yeah, was a big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, you know, Ronnie came from Spurs. Yeah. Um, pretty much let him do whatever he wanted. He was wanted. a f- funny lazy. I don't know if he was a number 10 or what. I didn't even know what number he was. He was just all over the place. You do your own thing, Ronnie. And we're controlled the middle of the park, yeah? We'll we pick it up. But there were some characters there and you being 
um, a player pretty much came through the ranks at Watford, right? You would have understood the history of the club in terms of people like, obviously, Luther Blissett, Tom Wally, Kenny Jackett, Gary yeah. Johnson, you know, obviously, uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was my um, youth team manager. So it was okay. weird. So Graham Taylor coming in, mm. obviously, my era and the era that we was in, we had to still do jobs. So, yeah. I, I was, so when I was a pro, it was different. So mm. we had that, that understanding of know your position. Like, I remember the first time having to knock on the, the door to the first team change room. Mm. And then someone saying, like, yeah, you can come in. So you yeah. can just walk bowl in. Okay. Like as a young, like young, even a young pro. So mm. um, Graham Taylor coming in, the discipline was already there. Yeah. And it was little things. I remember, obviously, I lived in Watford. You'd always go home. So you could go out on a Saturday night, which was calm, mm. and he'd come back in Monday and say, like, was you out? I was like, no, was I out? Because he knew all the bouncers. He knew everything that was going on at Watford. <laughs> so you couldn't even lie. No one could lie about anything. Who was that, Kenny? No, um, Graham. Graham. Yeah, yeah Graham Taylor. Yeah. Like, so he'd tell you straight, yeah. yeah, you were seen by XYZ in this club. I'm like, oh, okay. He did so, that to us, the senior pros Yeah, one yeah, time. yeah. So he, he always knew what was going on. Which, when you look back, it was, I think that gave you the togetherness and understood, listen, like you, you weren't doing nothing wrong, but... Yeah, you always been watched. Yeah, you always been watched. And then that's when, obviously, I'm a West London boy. I started veering off to the West End. I said, "Nah, you don't know no one down the West End. I'll go there." It was a madness for me, being (laughs) well, I'm 26, 27. You know, got kids. This and the other. You see yourself as, you know, an adult. So Graham, as you said, he had that that way with players that maybe treated players maybe like they were young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 understood everyone. Mm. And I remember him saying to me, this is the craziest thing ever. So the year I got released, so obviously Watford got to the final um, at Wembley. I think you were, you, I don't know if you were there when um, Nick Wright done the overhead kick. Yeah, that was the following season. Yeah, yeah, following season. Yeah. So, Back into the Premier League. Yeah, so I obviously, in that time, I broke my ankle, people had overtaken me, and he called me into the office and said, oh, listen, we're not going to give you another contract. Mm. But, keep smiling, it's going to take you a long way in your career. And that was how I got released. I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I just left. And like he said, I was just like, well, that's a bit strange. He goes, no, you've got a great personality. You just keep smiling and you'll be all right. But I look back now and the disappointment was disappointment, but mm. he understood me. He understood people as, a, as people. Mm. So he had that thing of understanding everyone differently. Mm. So he knew what made people tick. And I suppose like, like looking back, when you, like you played with me, I, was, I got no in between when I played. Yeah. So I'm very placid, but then if I felt like I didn't get that tackle, I'm going to go and smash someone. That's that's what I was like. But sometimes playing with senior pros calmed me down a little bit. Mm. But football's about opportunities, isn't it? Like like I said, me getting injured, someone overtakes you. That's how football is. So I never lived my life with regret. Like when I was at Watford, I made my debut when I was 17. So like people can't really take that away. If I was 17, there's not a lot of people that made their debut. Like yeah. I said, so for me, it was um, it was good. Like good memories and just like I said you get on with things That's I all. made my debut at 17 so you've mentioned <clears> that which is a good reference point and you saw some new players coming in new signings mm. and you didn't really get many games did you no, like no, the no. First, so I know because I was thinking back to 17 I had to go out on loan I wanted to progress yeah, yeah. so that's hard right you've made the debut at 17 you think everything's because it was easier because I had Kenny Jacket who was then in charge who was my youth team manager yeah. so I understood I was going to get more he knew me mm. so obviously then Graham's come back. Yeah. I think Luther coming for a bit. Yeah, Luther, Luther coming in for a bit. And then Graham, Graham come back and I'm just like, boy, this could be a sticky. I think we went to Lithuania on yeah. pre-season the talk. Pre-season yeah. And I was just like, this is going to be hard. It's going to be changes. Right, you need to get your head down. And I've always been that person, like, it is what it is. Like, And I understood I might not play as much as I might not play. But and like, even when you look at the kids now, like, tr- some of them won't get it. For me, travelling was okay. I'm in the squad. Then it comes a point where Forget money, forget if I just want to play. Mm. So I won't be allowed out nowhere. And then I don't think he was, was you there when I went on loan to Peterborough? Mm, I can't remember. Possibly. So, yeah, so, so I, I eventually got, so basically Barry Fry had met Graham Taylor mm. at some awards do, got him drunk and said, listen, I want to take Wayne on loan. Mm. And this had gone on for, he had tried to get the week before, got him drunk. Mm. Anyway, <clears throat> signed on the, and this is how crazy it was, signed on the Friday Went to Peter, but I didn't know no one. Like you said, you know, like they had Matthew Everton and like um, a couple of players. You go in, I don't. I just knew a couple of people. It's like you, mate. Yeah, pass me. You don't know names. Started on the Saturday. We were losing two one, and obviously Barry Fry was just a different kettle of fish. Yeah, like, I played him twice. Yeah, and I'm going into changing. He's 
arguing, yeah, chucking cups. Shouting. I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? <laughs> like, and we gone in. He said, "You got ten minutes to some." I can't remember if it was. Or I'm gonna drag you off the pitch myself. I'm like, it was you, like, isn't it? no, like <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm alone. And like we come in two one, and like I've gone out and scored a ten minute hat trick, and end up scoring four goals in the game. And I'm like in the space of I think like fifteen minutes. And I'm like, no, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's football. Like. Things happen. Yeah. Like you just that opportunity. Then I end up going back to Watford's, and then I, I think when I left there, I look back. I was talking about this the other day. I dropped out the league, but didn't need to drop out the league. Mm. I dropped out the league and played for St Albans because maybe because of how football was. I wasn't happy. Mm. So for me, it was just easier to just play only football and then just try and find my happiness again. Mm. So like, I didn't like the whole how football was going. Yeah. So maybe like I said, I could have stayed in the league. I had opportunities, but I thought, nah, I just want to just play football. So if, like I said, that's things like that, people don't think they understand the ins and outs of how it works. People only see that the final product regarding mm. football, but talking about <clears throat> Watford as well, I mean, I took some good and bad things away from my time there. And the good things was Grant's professionalism, the fact that he he never left a, a stone unturned. No. You know, he, he had really good... Um, ethics and this and the other and some of the things you mentioned about going out I think we you know we was top of the league we was winning we was you know we was entitled to a night out and we came in on a Monday and he had these running boards set up yeah so we was running on yeah. a Monday and you never run on a Monday Monday's like just work yourself back in do you know what I mean it was one on the weekend and we was doing these sprints these shuttles and while we were doing the sprints and shuttles he's like he's, he's basically saying yeah yeah, good night in Watford, did we, boys? Oh, blah, blah, blah. You went here, you went there. <laughs> and we're like, so what is this punishment? No, no, no. We need to be fresh. We need to be sharp. I'm thinking this sounds like punishment yeah. to me. It's just, it's just it's like a way of like keeping you in check. Yeah. And we had a lot of like, when you think about it, you had Richard Johnson, we had Paige, we had like yeah. characters that, yeah. and obviously they come through the, the youth team as well. Yeah. So there was a lot of what, like Watford was Watford back then. So yeah. you come through the system at some point. So like they all knew, Watford was all they knew. But when they went out, it was just like, I remember going into a club at 17. Like, I wasn't even, obviously, I was in the squad at 17. So they're all going out. And I'm like, I'm not even meant to be here, but it's what it is. I'm just going to carry on. But I said that that whole togetherness is the reason why we were at top of the league. So you you go into, it's like most teams, you go into battle, knowing full world, you know what? Like, I don't know. He's next to me. He's my mate. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And sometimes that works in your favour. These are the good things that I'm going to take. As I said, at the time, kicking and screaming, I was hating it. I was thinking, this guy, as I said, I was 26, 27. You're treating me, you're trying to treat me like one of the young boys and I'm not having it. Do you know what I mean? Like, trying to push back. But, you know, we used to train, which people wouldn't understand. Get your head around this, right, if you're listening. You would train on a match day, right? We'd be on Vicarage Road, nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we got to kick off at three o'clock. Right? We'd be on the pitch, like nine o'clock, Doing shape, listen to <laughs> listen to GT talking about the game. You belong to you belong to me today. Forget your wives and your tickets and this that and the other. You know we've got a big game to prepare for. Graham, I'm like Graham. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Like, I should be in my bed. Especially like you, you used uh, to travel down. You used to travel down. Well, didn't you? what I would do is prepare properly. I would, you know, I'm from London anyway. I could start my mum's in East London. I drive around the M25. You know, it could yeah. be an hour or whatever. It's like 25 miles. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I didn't relocate back yeah, to yeah, London. Yeah. What am I doing that for? But I'd be there, nine o'clock. I could have been in bed. And then we'd do the training. And then we'd go and eat, 11 o'clock at the pre-match. And it'd be a long, it'd be a long, <laughs> long last day. day and long I'd be day, like, man. is that how you're going on? But we was winning every winning, week. Yeah. So it's like something, you know, how are you going to ask the question? What's, yeah, yeah. what's working? But I was kicking and screaming, hating it, thinking you're taking the piss. Yeah, was, and this wasn't only home, but away, away, away yeah, yeah. we would find some dog shit park somewhere. Right, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, we'd just... get off the coach, we'd get on the coach. No nets. Go and find whatever in the field and we'd be doing nothing <laughs> on the field, right? Preparing for a three o'clock game. Away from, I'm like, come on, man. This guy, yeah, like, it was, it was, leave it... us alone, please. But like I said, it's like everyone's a method to the madness at the time. There was a method. Yeah, and yeah. back-to-back promotion, back to the Premier League, you know, I got a, you know, got the... <clears throat> The shirt up here. I don't know if you're on there, Wayne, but... Am I on there? I don't know. I don't know your signature, mate. No, I don't know. But listen, that's obviously I think promotion. you told me to sign the back, in it, And then you put the, put the one on the front. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he done. Sign the back. Yeah, sign the back for me. That was the um, Fulham game. Was Fulham, Fulham game. Yeah, you got to give Watford a shout-out. That's, you know, all about the forest and this and that, but give Watford a shout-out. You know, one something with a group of players. That's all you can hope for when, yeah. you're, when you're trying to... And make some lifelong friends as well. So some of the characters there, like Kenny Jacket. You know, we know what he's like. Had a successful 
uh, coaching and management career. No surprise because of his yeah. tutelage underground. But someone like Tom Wally, who's a character, because I know you used to do extra work with Tom Wally. Yeah, you told to, me like you used oh, to have to go man, to the to bottom his of his garden yeah, he had to, on a Saturday morning or whatever he had a, like, he, he, and do drills. His grass was like... No word of lies, like Wembley, okay. where it had stones and you weren't allowed to get off my grass. And I wouldn't get off grass. So you had to walk on this pebbles and he had a, he had a gate at the back and he had a sauna as well. Okay. So you'd yeah, walk out, you'd walk, you'd walk out and you'd be like, what is this? I'm talking, it was about twice the size of like, of, of a football pitch. And really? everybody, to be fair, everyone, everyone would turn up. Hmm. So like back then it was like John Hartson was his boy. Yeah. Bellamy was his boy. All these yeah, Welsh yeah, boys yeah. would come in yeah. and like, and there's certain things when you say, even in life, certain people, if you actually mm. listen to what they're saying and not how they're talking, yeah, yeah. they actually make sense. Yeah, like he, he was just cra- he was crazy. He was, he was a mad, mad scientist. He was, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, he See, was- like, Because I didn't know him, but to be fair, he loved me, right? But I think because I was a senior pro and he knew how I was and he loved my combativeness, right? My aggression. Yeah. So I'd walk on a training ground and I'd see Tom and you'd have like Perpetuini and all these yeah, younger yeah, yeah. players who were coming through. They'd be like, hey, Hey, with his sergeant major yeah, yeah. Jason look at these and I'd be like what what they're not doing it right yeah, and, yeah, and he, yeah. had like, he had like a, he had one leg basically yeah, yeah, like yeah. a kickstand leg right yeah. and he's running he's doing the runs and he's doing sit-ups and he's breaking his body and I'm like he, why are you doing this he used to Tom? do some crazy stuff like, what's one, going on one time he was in the, in the coach like the minibus going and he's spat but he thought the window was open and he spat on the window. Ah, don't worry about it, man. And then what? what? And we're sitting there. <laughs> so we're he's like, moving up the window. So you're like, Tom. Nah, so I needed a good clean. He was crazy. He like, was nuts. But when you look at like, look back, and like I said, he taught me a lot. Like, he was a lot about... Um, he was Graham Sergeant Major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. allowed him to yeah. just... You said, it's like the yin and the yang. Do. Like, he would not get away with what he'd done back then. No, no way. Not. No way. Safeguarding like, there. Yeah. Guard the window. No way. But when you, like, when you think back, and it's, and it's weird because... He worked um, at Arsenal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so he was telling he got, me, he used to tell me this story all the time. I used to piss myself. And he'd go, I'm not going to try and do his accent, but you know, Venga, Venga. You know, it's all about the carrots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's telling yeah. about these carrots all day, every day. You've got to get your carrots. got to eat your carrots. Because that's part of, you know, that's just part of the Arsenal way. And I'm like, loud these carrots, yeah. man. You know and and, I mean? and bearing in mind, carrots. they were next door to Watford's like, training ground. Yeah, something. and like, you couldn't... Huh? When you actually think of it, like I said, when you think what he was saying, like he was talking sense, but you yeah. just, he was like the mad scientist from, was, from Back to the Future. Nuts. He's like he Doc. Was nuts. He was like a version of that in like, okay. But then like I said, going to his house, doing the running, mm. and he was all about hard work. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Watford was about. Was so you guys work. were set up, you guys were set up really to be, you know, good, good pros yeah, yeah, going yeah. forward. So like a lot of, not even a lot, all of the stuff from Watford days is in my life now. And they, people won't even get it. Like, it's just set certain ways, set. So, like, I can look after myself. I can clean like a soul. I can, I can wash. I can cook. All of that stuff you, you got from back in the day when you were growing up. Like you said, yeah. you was in digs. I felt like I was miles from home, but I weren't. But you just learn. And then you're going in. It was just a routine. And what page? Yeah. Who would have thought, well, well I suppose I'm not surprised. He was a captain. He was our captain when we yeah. were there. Gone on to be a manager and obviously he's manager of the Welsh National so, Page was with me at Coventry and you could mm. see he was a leader yeah. like there and then. Yeah. But like even when you watched him and you look at him, he's like, he ain't changing thinking like, mm. I could play. And that's the thing you'd get, Jay. There's certain people through your career that even though they were your manager, you weren't really playing for them. Mm. <laughs> but there's certain managers that you played for yeah, and people, the people that listen will understand this. That no, yeah. you play for certain people, yeah, and other people you're just like whatever on it. Like mm. you carry on, you're gonna get sacked soon anyway. That's how, unfortunately, that's how it was sometimes. Mm. But and most luckily for me, all the managers I I got on with, and they understood me, and I think that's what it is. Like once they understand you as a person, you end up doing like going the extra yard. Well, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's well. doing he's doing brilliantly with the world, and I had, I crossed paths with him briefly when he was coaching at Forest as well. So you know. I'm not surprised. He's studious, and he's you know he stepped in. So your son, yeah. you know your 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 lad plays coming yeah. through. Obviously at Watford, signed his first professional contract. Yeah. He must be extremely proud. Yeah, we and we made his debut um, in the FA Cup third round um, in January. So it's been a, it's, it's been a long road. I, I've never really got involved. I'll be honest with you. That like I'd go. I used to be like go to a game. We spoke. We spoke about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to a game. I'd say morning, I'm polite, and then I'll go and stand in the corner. I'm just that dad. Mm. Like, and to be fair to, to him, which was maybe easy for him, I had already finished my football career. Mm. So there was no expectation of watching me on a Saturday than thinking like he's got to do it. It was all him. So we've had conversation and where he's got to. So 
where he's got to where he is. I've had to have words in that, but I've always wanted him to to be able to come to me and talk about it. That's just kids in general. Mm. But when you're coming to me and, and you're talking, then you get it. That means you get it. So I'll then give you advice. Mm. Otherwise, I remember I've spoken to a couple of dads like after games, I've never talked to him. I never say, because I think about, if we've had a game and I've caught, and you know you've had a bit of a bad game. Like, how do you get on? Mm. Oh, I don't know, right? You're not getting nothing out of it. It's like me asking my little girl how was school? I can't remember. What? An hour ago. Like she didn't want to talk. So I'd come like two days later. I'd be like, like how do you think you've done? And then he'll open up more and say, oh, yeah, cool, you're doing all right. Just like get your head down. So it's, it's only it's, when you've not done well you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but even that, like, but <laughs> even... you've done well, you've got yeah, a way to talk about it. But he's talking about, about, okay, but how many crosses did you get in? Hmm. Like, he's a right back. I'm that person. I always have something here. What, what would you like defensively? Yeah. Like, and even little things like, we, we went to a game a little while ago. So I take him to games, like, proper game, prem games. And hmm. I'm like, just watch, see what's going on. And I'm like, and then I said to him, like, what do you, who do you identify with? Who are you? Like, what sort of player are you? Because a lot of these kids don't know, not say who they are. So, obviously, he's a right back. Are you a Reese James? Are you a Trent? Are you a Walker? What are you? Like, if you take, if you, if anything, take little bits out of all of them and be a, an attacker as well as being able to defend. And, like, you look back when you were growing up, we had someone. These kids have got everything. They're given a, oh, I swear to you, they're given a box, right? With everything in it. And they say, there, go make some money. And in that time, stuff's going to fall out. We didn't have that. Mm. You had to find your way. You had to do stuff like that. So I keep telling them all the time, like, you're in a good place if you get your head right. You just got to get your head right. It's a good analogy, good way of putting it. Yeah, because like, some people still think they haven't got enough in that no, box. They want more. That what in, more do you want other yeah. than controlling and doing it for in them? In today's so. society, you're given everything. I'm not saying that they don't have to work hard. You have to have a talent. But you're yeah, given everything. So you're given, like... So whether it be the miles you can't do say they can't do so much running in a, in a month in a week yeah, they, otherwise it's they, they have to be yeah, monitor monitor. so you're whereas when you go to game slumped. yeah when you're going yeah. to game day you're 100% like scientifically you're 100% that's crazy and I'm like you got everything mm. like we had like a bench like pulled down on a treadmill like a push and we knew our leg was hanging off <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. maybe I can't train today <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean but the manager will be saying come on yeah, yeah. You, you, like, can, you, you can work through yeah, that yeah put you on the heat lamp it can get you hot and then you go out and do some, and then, but again, I was saying this before, like, not in a bad way. Our, the kids' mentality is a bit different to us. Yeah. Like, we, Would I would say, yeah, we're more experienced. We experience different things. They're, they're in a different world, but I just think sometimes these kids have got to understand, and I say to them all the time, you are in a good place. Mm. Just like, trust the process. Yeah. Like, the, obviously, social media don't help because they see everything. Mm. We didn't see nothing. Yeah. Like, we heard about you, and they might see you on a night out. Oh yeah, you scored those goals, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But now it's just like they see too much. Yeah. So because of that, it makes them feel as though they're they're not progressing now. They should be progressing. But generally, you only see the good stuff as well, right? That's it. I mean, I tell them all the time, like even like I said, stay in your own lane. Stay in your lane. I tell people this the time. Your lane is your lane. Like it's not no one else's lane. Hmm. You're gonna keep them humble. Yeah, stay in your lane. You don't know what's if you're on a motorway, you might get overtaken, but but you catch them in a bit. So I just try to give them them little pep talks. So when I talk, I talk. Otherwise, I don't say nothing. I haven't okay. got that time to be talking too much to him about football. Well, listen, I wish him well. I'm sure with your guidance, he you do well, whether he's a footballer or whatever it may be. So I think it was good in a way because obviously we, he made his debut where I made my debut. Mm. So we're it's already a rare thing. It doesn't happen all the time. Like yeah, So I said nice. to him, listen, it's mad. Like mm. You're born right next to the hospital and then you made your debut. Like the hospital's office next to, to Watford. I said, you 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 do well. You could be one of their own, literally. Mm. Like, but it's a mentality thing so, with these kids. And that's the that's the most important thing I'm trying to get over to him, to be honest. All right, no pressure. We'll be looking out for him. So you dropped, <coughs> you dropped out, you alluded to the fact earlier, you, you left Watford. Yeah. And you dropped into non-league. And you know, you did that for your own well-being in terms of you kind of what fell out of love with maybe the professional. Well, I I broke my I broke my ankle. We had a game. I, I played in that game. I yeah. want to talk about that game, right? <laughs> I want to talk about that game because in my mind's eye, right, you was like, it was 60-40 in the keeper's yeah. favour, yeah? Me and you were playing up top. You come tearing through, like, just leave the ball, man. You come tearing through <laughs> the keeper, smash, collision, yeah. broken bones, yeah. your leg, your ankle. Because it was weird because, like, we had a game. You had no right to be going for that ball. Yeah, though. but we had a game. I think it was on a Saturday. And then there's something happened and loads of us had to play. 
in yeah, the I game. Was yeah, yeah, we were vexed. I was just like, game I played, I was like, like, why am I playing the reserve game? Like, so played in the reserve game. What are you doing playing? Yeah. What was I doing playing? Yeah, but huh? I was I was more important right then because I was, the I was main breaking man, through. You wasn't. <laughs> huh? I was the main <laughs> man in the team, <laughs> and he's putting me up top with you in midweek game in the reserves. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I and I go watch your madness. <laughs> I remember running yeah, through. I think I'm going to get this, but. You gotta let people know. My basically, my nickname was Flash. Yeah, I was quick. Yeah, yeah. I, in my head, Too I was ninety ten. In my head, See? that's why I, I thought it was ninety ten. Too 10. quick for your brain. And I remember going through, and then my foot. He caught up my foot, and everyone thought it was my shin pads. But I broke my tip of my fib. And anyway, your leg was twist off. Yeah, man. yeah. So like, twist what then off. happened was, and this is what I say in football: the people that were behind me all of a sudden overtook me. So I was out for like eight months. Yeah, that was a bad one. And man. then, um, obviously. I said drops into non-knee because I just felt like you know what for me it was mm. most important just to get back and try and find me and um, yeah. I look back now and it's probably the best thing that I've done like, that and I looked, hard, after, I looked after my daughter I was a house husband for two years mm. remember I looked after my little girl and then I'd go to um, <clears throat> St Albans play Tuesday Thursday and the train Tuesday Thursday play Saturday mm. so it just worked for me at the time mm. it, where I was in my life I suppose so and did I, you go from you can remind me of not did you go so was it Bob Dowie and then go and sign for Oldham because so, of that So league? basically Bob Bob was at St Albans mm. and he he obviously persuaded me to let him come to St Albans mm. and I went to St Albans and it was just loads of heads I'm thinking all oh, these people because obviously it was at that time where people like I'd grown up were coming through so mm. there was a lot of disillusioned people yeah. so even like I remember going to games and like what are you doing here you should be in the league mm. nah, I'm just like I just want to play and like They'd be talking and be like, yeah, yeah, are you still working there and there? And I remember sitting there thinking, I don't want no one to know where I'm working. I wasn't, obviously, I was looking at my daughter. I, I didn't have to work because I was obviously on good money mm. then, right? So I'm That's thinking, St. Albans, yeah? That's St. Albans. So they put me on more money. They paid good money in those Yeah, days, they put me on more money than I would have done in league. So I'm thinking, about, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to get myself back together, look after my little girl. And then um, I then signed for, Bob left St. Albans and I signed for Chesham. And that's where I met Fitzhall. Okay. So obviously me and Fitz and this was the whole thing. So we're going through and this was before the transfer window. Fitz Hall sent off. Yeah, yeah. Did he go to Oldham as well? So this is what happened. So then they had no transfer window back then. Mm. It was just open whenever. So we've gone up, me and Fitz, have, um, Bob's at, um, no, Ian Dowie's at Oldham, um, was assistant manager. We've gone up to do um, a trial <laughs> to London boys. It was so cold. Day. It was so it was cut. It was so cold. Like so, we've gone there. We've, we've gone on trial. Didn't even manage to have a, a game. But what these? So obviously the, the whole southern softy thing. Like so, we've gone up there. But we're two boys from an estate. There's no southern softy. Like you're not gonna mug me off. That's what my attitude was. So I've gone on trial. Mm. Was you testing me? Maybe you was, but you ain't gonna win. Like that's how my mentality was. So mm. come back. Um, didn't manage to play in the game in the end. Then Fitz went, and then. At the end of the season, I thought, right, that's it. I've got to get a job. I'm going to get a job. And then um, Ian got the job at um, Oldham. And then I um, I signed. And I signed the year. And then that was it. I was back in the league. And then like... You were back. We had, we had Darren Sheridan, Je- um, John Sheridan. So mm. again, this is I've now gone as a 25-year-old. So this is when I say to people, I've gone as a 25-year-old, dropped out the league, got back into the league mm. at 25. Which is unheard of. Yeah. The and then I've got all these old senior pros. So it's taking me back to like with you. Mm. So all of a sudden I'm like, right, I'm in a good place here. Mm. John Ayers, all these people that were looking after me and they could see stuff. And I remember um, Bob going to me, because obviously he was talking, like Ian said to me, listen, you're not going to get into the team till around December. I'm like, but it's only July. Like, obviously I've now got to get my body used to training every day. Mm. So obviously we've done that, got into the team, I think it was September in the end and never looked back. And then we got into the playoff and lost to QPR in the semi-finals. I think I scored like 14 goals that day. I was going to say, it's probably your most successful Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then, and but then it was, I was like, I was happy. Mm. And like, it's, you're talking about relocation. At the time, my, my little girl's, my boy wasn't around. My little girl's mum still lived in Watford. Mm. Uh, but I was only given a year with a year option. Yeah. And I thought, the I can't. option's in their favour, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Yeah, so this is the madness of it. So, it's, yeah, so, so I'm yeah. thinking, I can't just bring them up because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And then, older women in terms of administration, so the minute it went into administration, that option don't count no more. Of course. So this is what young players need to understand. An option is always in the club's favour yeah, because yeah. if they want to keep you, they will retain yeah, you yeah, and yeah. offer you a dead out contract. Yeah, yeah. They can offer you one pound more than what you was on previously. <laughs> yeah. You're my player. Yeah. But if you want to leave, you can't leave. So yeah. as an agent, if you're listening, intermediaries, stop getting your players to sign these options because they don't work for the player. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I think at the time, like I said, when I went, I had no option. I come from, I've come from, it was like a gamble to them, but I've come from like... It sounds good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, agent it's or whatever like, says, guess what, I've got you a contract. Yeah. You've got a year or two years with an option. <laughs> yeah. An option for them, by the way, to sign, a, <laughs> yeah. sign another year yeah. and dead money. And then I ended up coming back um, and signing for Colchester because I just wanted to be back down south with yeah. my family. That's so to me, but I'd always have love for, for Oldham. So where, so from Colchester, did you, did you go Palace? Then, then I was obviously then Ian then got the job from I think it was Oldham and he went to Palace so the year that I always remember when Shipley and um, AJ when they beat West Ham yeah. in the in the <coughs> playoff final so they'd gone to the Prem that year so then I'm now gone to Oldham gone to, to Colchester banging in goals still doing me and mm. like, they've come in and I'm just like I've got to go Boom. but looking back now this might sound crazy I must should be should have stayed where I was because, yeah. but I but in my head I'm but thinking. But no, listen, you, you you might not have got that opportunity. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. So my so I'll my journey, so my journey, football league, non-league, back into the back into the brim. Mm. Like so, no one can ever tell me anything. Yeah, no one can ever tell me anything. Like from the fact that I've worked hard and my mentality is nah, I'm not gonna fail. Yeah, no one can tell me nothing. So obviously gone to Palace. Mm. Um, I'm now officially a squad player, mm. by the way. So like, and by this time Fitz has gone to Palace as well. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, Joby's there, Mikel's there. there was Bobby Bow is there. Yeah, there was a, there was just yeah. So there's just good people around us, um, and it just became a case of like squad player end up going. I think I, I end up becoming a winger, hmm. which was our hard work, man. Like we had AJ up front, and I've gone from scoring like twenty, I think it's like twenty nine goals in two seasons to scoring one in two years, hmm. like. And even then, you talk about loans. So they wouldn't let me go on loan. And I remember, like, you have little outbursts. You'll get it sometimes. I remember yeah, going going into the coming out of the changing room. So I'd already known there was like ten clubs. So I knew ten clubs wanted to take me on loan. They wouldn't let me go. Mm. So I remember coming out <laughs> coming out the changing room. I said, "Just release me. Let me go. I want to go on loan." I was like, "Oh, what? I don't know what was going through my head." <laughs> so and, people start singing that. Yeah, yeah. I was just, just, just let me leave. And I've, and then like Bob's gone. <laughs> Wayne, <sighs> yes, Bob. Um, can I have a word? Because he's our director of football then. Okay. And he's like, listen, come on, man. You got to, I said, yeah, but I'm just frustrated now. And like I said, it's the same thing. I didn't, I didn't see nothing more than I want to play football. Mm. There was no money, nothing. I just want to play football. I just want to play. Like, and you're not letting me play. And then um, I think that year, our, our reserve team was an absolute joke. We had Dougie Freeman, um, Mikel was in the team. We just had players that, that could have played in the championship, our reserve team in the Prem. Mm. But like he said, eventually, um, I got my, got in and then Clinton was there as well Clinton came <laughs> character man. Clinton Morrison yeah Clinton Morrison he came um, um, returned and it was just like you said it was um, it was good but before that obviously I, before between then after it was there I, I then went to Coventry and that's when I went like Leon I played from Leon McKenzie yep. so yep. it's been it's been like ups and downs but and we spoke all, all that time I yeah. see your highs and lows and to be fair, when you was passing through Nottingham on your way back down south, you drop yeah. in now and again, which was always funny. And so, listen, I always watched you, you know, from afar, and I thought it's it's good to see. And knowing your personality and your character as well, and also knowing some of the things you've had to deal with yeah. on a personal front, you know, sometimes you put a brave face on it. But you know, I, I think in in my not even in my defence, it's hard when you've got my character. So I can have <laughs> I'm not a clown in it. But sometimes people be like, hey, why are you not bubbly? Why are you not bubbly today? Don't want to smile today, don't it? But where's your smile? Just don't want to smile today. But that's very rare. Mm. But then, because people will look at me and they're sitting like... Because they're used to seeing that. Yeah, and I've, I've got energy. So like, yeah. I, I understand, I like, give off energy. I understand yeah. what I'm about. So that sometimes just being that... But, and, and looking back now, that's sort of half sort of like hindered me in my career as well. Mm. Even Graham said like, oh, you got a bubbly. What? So because I'm bubbly, doesn't mean that I'm not upset. Yeah, it's just that the way you'll get, you'll look around and you've been with someone will just throw the toys out the pram yeah. and then they'll be in the team I'm just like hang on a minute I'm being adult so what and... you did at Palace when you come on the pitch and please release yeah yeah the, my head had gone I had to have a word with myself in the toy I was like no okay, uh, you're better than this because you you're remembered be that you need to yeah, throw the I'm, toys out the pram yeah, yeah I'm better than this like, this is not who I am I'm not about that's a big I'm, tune you know I'm about <laughs> I'm, I'm about like hard work and just getting to getting to my destination through me so, but, but yeah, was, we've all got that in our Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, you know, we, there's only so much we can take. Yeah, so now like, some of the boys are looking at me and thinking, this ain't you. Like, it's, it wasn't me. So, like I said, the, the ups and downs and then coming and then obviously um, finishing my career and getting injured. Like, it's just part and parcel of 
I've never had a so I've never I've never looked back at me and be like upset about who I am as a person what's happened to me but I've never had a smooth ride mm. but that's just made me who I am so I just I just roll with it like, to be honest with you it could be like we said we talk all the time but mm. like, it is what it is like, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't. my mentality is completely different. Like one door opens, one door closes, isn't it? So, I love that. and like, it's a, keep moving forward. Yeah, and, it's, and even that, I suppose it sort of like stopped me from loving football. Mm-hmm. So, we all got friends that are obviously coaches, and and they're all in football. And I didn't, I didn't like football, like because you start seeing certain things when you're out of it. You start seeing there's certain ways about certain places that's not good, mm-hmm. like. As a player, you can't really say too much. Like, we used to get spoken to, like, crazy. I used to get oh, spoken... Shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, like... Start you talk to in me. the army. Yeah. yeah. But you talk you to me... dressing down with a man spitting in your yeah. face. Yeah, and you talk to me like that. I remember like, one really? time... Step back. Yeah, I remember one time, like... As I see, you're a centre-off. The centre-off has made a mistake from my mistake. Mm. And I've gone gaffer to be fair. Shut up. Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to help him because I know it's my fault, but he wants him right there. He doesn't want no one else. And I'm just like, no, this is like a bit crazy because you wouldn't talk to me like that. Yeah. Out on the road, you wouldn't talk to me like that. But, Spitting, yeah. screaming, effing and But you just got to take it and then in your head, you're like, ah, cool. That's why sometimes people that are listening, you'll see people run over to their bench and just look at a manager. That's why. Something's happened over the course of mm. two weeks, month, two months, something's happened. And they're saying, ah, cool. And the manager can't say nothing. But it is, it's hard. It's hard, like being being spoken to a certain way, and they're allowed to. Mm. <laughs> that's the that's the madness of it. Well, they're, they're not to. allowed to. I mean, hopefully, we're getting to a space where managers and coaches have to adopt a different way. But even when I played, managers and coaches could really get away with speaking to me in mm. a certain tone or way. I just wasn't having it. Like as I said, especially when you feel like you're a grown ass man and you've got children. And but then, it, like, it goes no need. It goes back to like me saying about like. Racism or like mm. you got a chip in your shoulder. No, just don't don't talk to me like I'm a dickhead. Yeah, that's the, yeah, don't talk to me a certain way. Mm. That's not a chip. That's just me telling you don't talk to me like that. Mm. But it's easy to just say, well, yeah, X Y Z, or he's that person. So um, <clears throat> you always be like labeled. Once once people know you, they know you, and they understand what you're about. So yeah. Football. So I think the last time I saw you at a club would have been um, Coventry. I think we played you, Notts County played Coventry yeah, 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 in a pre-season, yeah, pre-season yeah. game. And I mean, you, you had to retire. I mean, what age was you when you retired? I was 30. 30. So I mean, so, you retired young, really. I mean, so yeah, I, young. Yeah, yeah. When it went, so I had broke my ankle, mm. got over that. When I think I was at, um, had a knee operation on my left knee. Had patella tendonitis, had it out for seven months, and then and I ruptured my patella tendon. <laughs> yeah, so up... which is that the start of that basically. <laughs> so is that is that okay now? By is the everything, way? everything's fine? But mm. then what what happened? I remember I, I was at Coventry and I went on loan to Sheffield Wednesday, mm. and um, we were doing really well. And I need this. So basically, what happened was I was my right knee, which was my good knee, mm. for about. A year and a half is like I was putting pressure on one one leg, but in my head, I'm just yeah, overcompensating. Putting all the weight through it. Went on loan to um, Bristol Rovers from um, Coventry. I reckon in the warm up, we were playing Yeovil, so it's obviously a local derby down there. And I was like, my knee's really hurting me. (laughs) I should have taught some buddy, but but this was this was yeah, but this was my debut. Hmm. So it's a debut in the local derby. So I remember like my knee was hurting me. I remember just getting the ball and obviously I was I went to go to the ball to let the ball run down the line. I went, he put his foot there, blocked my foot, I kept on turning, my knee just popped up. And that was it. But I heard it, I heard pop. So you dislocated your knee as well. That's it tore off the it tore off the, the so it tore off wow. the, 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 the the actual kneecap yeah. tore off and went wow. to the side. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting there and I was like, no, like I knew, I knew I was gone. Like, I knew it was gone. And then um from then that was it. Like yeah, like my mum, I think when I look back now. So did you have an operation? Yeah, so I had an operation, but it was just like it was done. <laughs> so I, ju- I know, I know that similarly, only because even when I was at Watford, that was the start of my patella tendonitis. Yeah, yeah. So I had this can't even do that now. I had this crazy jab in my knee. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. to get me through the remainder of the season, which worked, but obviously wears yeah, off. Yeah. But also the patella tendon. So when I was at Peterborough, I dislocated my kneecap, which was really strange because I jumped up with Ken Charlery. And his foot caught my kneecap in the playoff semis. Yeah. And my kneecap went man to the side. So I yeah. dislocated my kneecap. So I've weakened my kneecap, 
dislocation and the patella tendonitis. Mm. Now, I had a complete rupture of patella tendonitis, which was probably, I didn't think at the time, it was a blessing because once I had it repaired, I had another 11 years. I did yeah, the work. Yeah, yeah. The Brazilian Ronaldo, put it into context, did it twice <laughs> yeah. with the best surgeon, the best rehab team in the world. And he retired. So I was thinking, oh, I'm going to struggle, right? But if you do your work, you come back. But if you've only got a partial rupture or if you're suffering with patella tendonitis, you're just, you're just wearing the phrase, you know, yeah, you're yeah, flaying yeah. the knee and like, what are you going to do? You're just managing it, Because right? it, was, it was hard because I, I got released from um, Coventry that year. So yeah. when I got released, my, my they re- looking back now, they should have looked after me. Mm. And I should have made more noise because even if they said, "Listen, we'll give you six months and we'll good." So I've gone from there and the ended up at Lillyshaw. Yeah, obviously, like um, doing the rehab and stuff, and then come back and I just, I just knew I wasn't the same person, right. and I just like in my head, and I'm, I'm one of them. So even if I look back now, and you see, it's like an energy. You see boxers that have, they're still fighting when they're forty five because yeah. they, they're trying to chase yeah. something. Yeah. Mine was pulled from under the rug, so I knew mentally I can't play football. Right. Where some people that are still trying to chase football because they're doing it, yeah. it puts them in a bad place. So Very it's sort- few players retire from football, you know. Yeah, it's just what I'm saying. Like, like you don't get another contract, no. or you get injured. Yeah, yeah. They end up. I got friends Very that I just. I got friends that I might be picking up. I don't know, one fifty a game. Yeah, just keep some, going. Just keep going. Mm. But because of that, so I can play. But I remember they said to me, "Listen, we can give you a, we can get you up, but you won't be able to. Um, you end up like Tom Wally, basically, right? You have to have a knee construction." And I'm like, "Nah." I want to be able, and I've like my little boy was what five maybe. I said I want to be able to like play football with him. That's so. This is before me even thinking he was gonna play football. I think I want to be able to run about. No. I want to be that dad. So I said no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna have to retire. Mm. And this was just like right, we can do that, but then you you might get another three four years out of the game. But mm. like, for me, it was just long term effects. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think people don't for the here's and now. It's cool, mm. but what about <laughs> later? No. When, when obviously, the long term. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we all suffer with these ailments as we go on. So going from, you know, obviously playing, transitioning, yeah. had to retire. Second phase, you know, the new chapter of your life, becoming a PT. Yeah. You know, working through some personal issues. Yeah. You know, talk about the highs and lows. So I so I left, obviously, football, went to the PFA, mm-hmm. the association, and then... Um, Thought, right, I want to stay in. I've always been a physical person. I'm all about looking after myself, just being physically fit. So I said, right, I'm going to go and do a course. So I remember going to be afraid. I was like, right. You called me enough times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, this is how much it is. Yeah. Just get them, um, you pay. You do. So obviously that's when you had to, they needed to know that you're serious. So you pay it. Mm. And then when you've qualified, we'll give you your money back. Yeah, right. So done this. And this, this was the transition was hard. So I've gone in and I'm now... Wayne Joe Blogs. I've always been Wayne Joe Blogs. I'm just weighing off the public. That's how I don't, I don't, I've never been, once I stopped playing football, I'm like, oh, did you know that I used to play football? I'm not that guy, mm. right? So I'm now going to, going on this course for eight weeks. And I remember having to be there at eight o'clock, eight till five. <sighs> for about the first week, I was falling asleep at about 12 o'clock. I was like, no, this is long. Like my brain was just, so I'm very intelligent. I went to a grammar school, but you're having to like now, like you said, we'd go in. It has to stimulate you. Yeah, yeah, so we'd right. go in at football Go and get breakfast, train, and be done by 12. Maybe two, two hours tops. Don't get me... It's not like it wasn't hard. It's intense. But that's where your mindset's at. So I'm doing all this. Then we're having lunch. Then we're doing stuff in the gym. Anyway, I was quite proud of myself because we'd done that. I'd done personal training and nutrition and massage. Okay. So in this eight weeks. So you're doing this whole, whole course. Um, having to get past grades. So these, I'm now going into a world where you've got normal people that have been at college that all about numbers. So if you if I say to you, right, you need 75% to pass and I get 75%, I don't care. They go, what do you get? Oh, I got 90. Okay, good for you then. Well done. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it passes the pass. But when I then went into the gym environment, they were lost. Because obviously from a, it's like me saying, I've turned up at this course most probably already qualified because we've always been in the gym. So we've always, we know about how to set up body yeah. like body alignment and all the stuff like that basics. yeah we've got yeah. the basics before but obviously you've got to go through all that so um, obviously done that um, qualified um, went into this was like 2010 and then getting on my life I'm, I'm now happy doing what I'm doing and um, 2012 Lloyd Doyley had a testimonial at Watford so he's like I want you to play in it mm. so we were playing Tottenham so 
I've turned up, Tommy Mooney's there. Like, it's just good to be around all these people. Like, like Bruce Dice there. Oh, in your, <laughs> you know, you see people years later and you realise football yeah. kept you how you was because you're, mate, like, you just gone. Like, it's weird. It's just a very weird thing to say. So I'm like, and like, what have you been doing? You're looking after yourself. And I'm just, obviously, I'm just training. And I got on this pitch and I remember running around. And this is the first time my boy has seen me play. I'm running around. I'm out of breath after like two minutes. I'm like, so I'm thinking, whatever. So over the course of gone, done the game, enjoyed it. Um, over the course of the next, I'd say, three weeks, that my life just changed completely. So I've gone in, and I kept on getting this rash all over my body, and I kept on tasting iron in my mouth, and my ankles kept on swelling. So I'm thinking, and obviously by this time now I'm PT Wayne going in early. Um, so if I'm if I'm Got a client at six by Thursday, and I'm doing six, and I'm leaving at seven. I'm going to be tired. My body, I'm, 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 I'm physically tired. I'm, so I'm thinking, right, this something's not right. So I've gone and I've um, didn't think nothing of it. I've changed doctors and gone and had like an MOT. Mm. So I've gone into the doctors, and she's gone, got high blood pressure. Nah, no chance. That like, was really high. I said, no chance. I can't have blood pressure. So this was on Wednesday. Thursday went back again. Same high, and she said, Come back on Wednesday. And I'll come back on Friday and go get your blood's done. Blood's done. And then on a Monday, I got a phone call um, from the main top top well, the top doctor saying that I've got kidney failure and I've got to come straight to hospital right now. <laughs> I was like, What? And like, I, remember, I remember picking up the phone because I was at my mum and dad's and I wasn't going to answer the phone. I was going to go take my, I was about to take my kids home. And then I picked up the phone and then like my life just changed from then. And it was just so crazy. So all my all my symptoms were given were talking to me. So before before that, I reckon before I had the testimonial, I kept on going to the toilet like four times a night. Mm. Like I'm I mean on the on the dot. So I'd go to bed at ten, wake up at twelve, then I wake up at two, then I wake up at four, and then I obviously I'm getting ready to go to to, to train again at six. Mm. So I, was, I never had like a proper sleep, and then. Obviously went for bloods and then that was it. And I was rushed to hospital and I and I had got told that was it, August to twelfth. Twelve August twenty twelve that I needed to have a transplant. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So if you never went for the MOT? Like, I don't. <laughs> so, so, I, so, you know when you see, so I got told this and it's crazy. So I had literally, not sure, be about a week to live. because So my um, toxins in my body, mm. that's what I kept on tasting. So my right. toxins were just getting higher and higher and higher. So you see like... So you're drowning. Yeah, so you see like someone who might go on a London marathon mm. and then they just collapse. Mm. But they're fit. So you're yeah. fit because you're running, in it? Mm. So that is them symptoms. So I would never have known. I would have just collapsed and died. That's it. Like the long and short of it. So it was only because... Because I was getting a rush and I was thinking, nah, I just don't. Like, so it's all circumstantial when you look back. Mm. Like, And like you said, I don't... It's scary talking about it, mm. but I'm very much a person where I won't go back and think, oh, what if I didn't go? I'm gone. Like, it didn't happen, luckily, and I'm looking forward. But this is awareness for other people that might be suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just the little things where the swollen ankles, like, I was getting, like, I remember I was going to, I was working in the gym and we'd have, like, meetings, and I'm clearly, like, like, I'm, like, I'm narcoleptic. I'm just dropping sleep, 
cream but I'm not thinking I'm so tired and then I had like a yellowy jaundicey look so again all of this was happening without me really happening mm. but we're from a school of work hard and just get on with it so me me being from like you said it goes back to like when was, I'm just like you know what just got to drive through and dig through I'm tired man the weekend's coming that's how I would think like it's Tuesday oh cool give me three days man I'll be alright mm. and then, then the weekend's here so Again, all, all this stuff was just circumstantial and I did, just didn't know. But I mean, I, it was like I was licking a lamppost. It was that much iron. Like, I, could just, I could just taste it. Mm. And that was the toxins. And then like I said, I went to um, see the doctor, um, the consultant. And then I remember I went with my mum and dad at the time and sat me down and said, said he, whatever he said. And then I heard, you need to have a transplant or you're going to die. And then after that, I didn't hear nothing in it. So I was in I was in there for 15 minutes, but I didn't hear nothing else. Mm. And then I I think it was like how I lived my life. I think about a week of like getting my head around there. And once I knew what was what, that's it. And I've got to get help. I've got to get transplant. That's it. I can't think of nothing else. So dealing with the life changes, what you've had to go through. I mean, I saw something on on your Insta, you know, that you put out like a, a daily blog of, mm. of the process. I mean. Just, I saw your tablets earlier as well. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's, it's hard because obviously I, when I got diagnosed, I was on dialysis. So I was on dialysis, which is when they take your blood out, clean it. So I remember going in and like, I'm bubbly weighing. I remember the first time I'd gone in and I'm just like, right. I'm so three times a week for four and a half hours a day, I'm sitting on this bed, right? And this machine beeping and, and you got seeing the blood coming in and out. And I'm right, if I'm going to go on this bed, I've got to have a vibe. Bearing in mind there's other people there in it. So I'm like, the nurses and that would love my energy because I'm thinking like, I can't, for four and a half hours, I can't just sit here and just be down. So like, I'd watch a film, um, two hours, whatever it is, listen to an album, then maybe chat to the biscuit lady that come around with the tea. Because she come around once. But once she become my friend, I start getting extra biscuits. So Charlie like, Dolly, yeah. 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 I get extra biscuits and more tea on the sly. So I'm I'm not stupid. So I'm so I'm sitting there and I'm going through all of this. And then the the, the nurses, I remember, and these times now I'm still training. Mm. So it's me understanding my body. I remember weight, I met, you'd get on the weighing scales and they're trying to get all the toxins out of your body. So I was get on at seven, I think I was 78 kg, which was mad. Like I'm like 85 now, right? Not 86 now. And I'm getting on. And then when I'd get off, I'd be like 72. So like people that are trying to lose weight, it's a craziness. They're draining, they're just draining you. So you get water retention. That's it, water retention. They're trying to take all the toxins out. Mm. So I was coming off at like four and a half hours at like 72. And I'm telling them, yeah, but I, I got I go to the gym. Like you're making me two weeks. So it was, it was like a battle between getting the toxins out for one day, knowing that I could to then come back. They would then build up for the next day. So you they would never disappear until you had your transplant. Yeah. So Done all that, um, ended up having my, so we're coming up, what's the date today? Second, on the 9th, on the 9th of February, it'll be seven years. Oh, wow. So like, even that, when I look back, I was, um, I was getting to the point where I was obviously on dialysis and it was, so I'd, I'd live my life by six months. So mm. I'd be like, beginning of the year, by the summer, I'm going to get a transplant. Right, summer will come, cool. By, by the end of the year, I'm going to get a transplant. So, that gave me a window rather than trying to wait all the time for something to happen. So okay. my dad got tested, my brother got tested, no match, um, went into the pool and paired with my friend, still, and that was only run three times a year, no match. And I was watching the Super Bowl. Like I'm up, what, two o'clock in the morning? And then my phone rang. And I said, like, and I'm thinking, well, this ain't a booty call, clearly, because that's not what I'm about. Like, I don't know what's happening there. And I picked it up, and it was a hospital, and they're like, we found your kidney, you need to come in right now. And I was like, sure. And then like I said, the next thing I know is just like a day later, I'm going into surgery and I'm, I've come out and I've got a new kidney. And that, that was it. Like, it's just, I was talking about um, to my friend the other day. So I've, I've, written, I've written a letter to the family mm. of the person that yeah. gave me the thing. Okay. But I'm also, I was so, I've had it for a couple of years, but I'm also aware their, my anniversary is the death of their, Mm. of their loved one of course. because obviously like the, the window is like 12 hours yeah. when you get the kidney so you have to go in and out yeah. so it becomes a case of timing mm. for me like but I think there'd be not, like now there might be like maybe long enough to because someone said to me I shouldn't really worry about myself too because I worry about what I, I might be doing to them mm. so will I be bringing about memories yeah. but someone will be like but they might actually want to hear 
that that you've gone to a good, go, good place yeah, and, and you're healthy. So yeah. I think that's the the mm. next step. But even like I look back, I've got, I've got scars on, from my dialysis and it's just little 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 memories. But like I said, no one would ever know until I, until I tell them. No, I know but that. Like, and, but what you're doing now by coming to this podcast today and obviously some other bits and pieces is raising awareness, mm. you know, working with cherries. I know you work... You know, you train Andy Cole, so, yeah. you know, Jermaine Genius. So let's plug that at the fact. I mean, Andy's been through previous stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, so Andy, obviously... You can relate. Yeah, Andy come to me a year, a year and a half after my transplant. So obviously, Andy was my that footballing hero, right? So going up and and then you're seeing him on TV. And it's like we said, you see him on TV, some people, and he, like, he's all, like... Fat. So I remember people saying he's, he's been eating a lot of like takeaways and stuff like that. And obviously, I knew what happened. Yeah. So um, Andy Answer, who's obviously a friend of ours, he obviously is tight with Coley. So Coley, he's gonna call him my number, and he's called me and he's gone. Um, yeah, Wayne is um, Coley. He's goes like Andrew Cole. I was like, oh. I said, you're right, mate. And obviously, I knew what was going on, and he was just basically trying to pick my ear, like, how are you doing? How, how's everything going? Like, how do you get on? And I remember for about a year. So remember when um, Blackberry times, when people used to put statuses up? He used, to, he used to speak through, it was crazy. Even like now, like I'm very much in tune with stuff. People speak through their status. They're just not saying nothing. So he would be speaking through his text without saying what he's saying, but he's actually so saying, I could read clean right. between the lines. Because obviously I've been there. So it was all based around the people that he thought were his friends not there. Mm. And people are not really understanding so it. That's cryptic. But yeah, very cryptic. So I've broken this down and I've gone to him, listen, like, just, if you need to talk, like, call me, if you, whatever is easiest, but I understand that no matter what happens, your name can help a lot of people. I remember saying to him, you're helping, you can help a lot of people and you know him well enough and he's not really that guy. Hmm. He's very private. Isn't he? <laughs> so then, um, that's what, two years now, he comes to me and said, listen, after his transplant, I want to get fit. Um, so even that journey with him now, I understand everything. So there was a thing called a kidney day. So I found this out six months into my me like having my first dialysis. So I'm bubbly, and the kidney day is like you could be my partner. I don't want to talk today. That's me having a kidney day. So it's not me being like mm. in a certain way. I just don't want to talk to yeah. no one today. Like you could be buzzing down my phone and talking to no one. Mm. And that's just me having a moment with with myself. Yeah. So a lot of his stuff was just understanding him because he was very very hard to it's, it's like most people I, I think the more famous you are the less you trust yeah, cool. see what I mean so he, he was building trust like in the sense of me being able to like to like if you, even if you go on my page I don't post him like it's weird I could post him way more than I post him mm. but in my head I'm like your me, my, me, mine and your journey is our, yeah, our you've, journey you've kept your yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. it's our journey quite private yeah. quite so where well, I can so. I can Sometimes put it up every now and then if there's a if there's a status that different sections of of mm. of where we progressed than that. But I just I just I just don't put it on there. But you I, do want to do more public speaking and you do want to get into yeah. this space, don't you? So yeah, it's, you it's, know, just, you it's just it's just it's just like it. I understand like my story. Even what so we had when we had the conversation, my story just isn't about my kidney. When you actually go back to what I've been through, mm. like it's about well being. It's about it's about Diverse diversity in, in the sense of where you have to come out of little things you go into. Like I'm stronger by default, mm. I think. Like I didn't. So people would be like, "How are you?" I'm just by default, just how I am. Like I didn't ask to be like this, but I'm very aware of um, what I can bring to people. But I think is I need to understand it myself. Mm. For so you need to. We so how can I put it? We've got people. I've got friends right now. That I've stopped playing football when I play football, I still put out football posts about what they done ten years ago, and I'm like, yeah, but like things move on. But I can actually talk about something that's actually real. Mm. But because it's that's what holds me back, and this is me saying it out like 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 on the mic. I just stuff like that holds me back. It shouldn't hold me back mm. because I've actually got more to talk about than any of them. But but like I said, my mentality and how I am is I'm very driven by like energy and like you know you can get through there shouldn't be no reason to so some of my friends like I'm a close boys and it's, it's weird so when I women will talk more than men 
right? Yeah. So a girl would be like, yeah, go for him, get a bottle of wine and bring it around and chat, let's chat. A man ain't really talking. So even when I, I remember I come in that and my friend, like my good mate Danny, he went to me, um, I'm proud of you. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do what you've done. And I'm like, why? Like, this is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. He mm. said, no, nah, I couldn't have done it. And I'm like, and little things like that I get, but I don't get. And this is why you've got to use your profile yeah. and you've got to try and share the message and just bring more awareness to this whole situation so yeah. people can benefit from your experience. I think, a positive. yeah, like, so the Kidney Research um, Foundation, which is the main kidney, mm. like, they've got, on the 10th of March is National Kidney Day. Okay. So obviously that's important. It's an important, it's an important thing just in general. So the World Kidney Day. Mm. So they want me to um, do a fitness blog. Because again, like it's, when I was talking to you before, I go for my bloods mm. and people just look at me like to say, why am I here? Yeah. And I'm just the same as you. It's just that my mentality has come a little bit different to yours. Mm. So I'm very aware of what I've been through, who I am. So it might be a little thing where I might get cold. So obviously my, my immune system's lower than yours. Yeah, they can knock you for Yeah, so that's when I then think, oh, you know what, I need to take time in. Like, otherwise, I just live, I live how I need to live. So were you hiding yourself with the COVID? So yeah, I remember like, even that, it was, it was obviously because of that work. Like, <laughs> it's weird. So when you're doing in a gym environment, so I worked in a private gym at the time, it's actually, it was actually cleaner than anyone else because obviously people started taking stuff around and wiping stuff down but in your head you're still thinking it's dirty mm. but then there's like I don't know someone might sneeze yeah you can't, like, you can't sneeze. sneeze and I'm just even like, now you like, can't do it in a, in a, I'm just in a like, public space people look at you and think come on man And then, but I, I suppose that even like I don't want to live my life in fear mm. like I'm thinking do you know what like I'm just going to do me and like, I'm going to look after myself. I'm going to take my vitamins. I'm going to, because even that, it, I look back now and that just used to baffle me. So whether it's believed or it's not believed, not once did they put on the TV about eating fruit or eating anything healthy. And this is me talking from a fitness point. I'm thinking, but surely you should push stuff. All the natural. All the natural stuff. But not, nothing was getting pushed. So in my head, I'm thinking, whatever, I'll just do me then. Yeah. So even when it comes to a cold, like I've not got man fruit, I'll attack it. I don't want it in me. I'm that guy. Mm. No chance. Like you might get two days out of a day and a half, and then I'm like, nah, you gotta go. Mm. So, like I said, looking after myself in in that sense through the like through COVID was. But even I look back and I said to people, if you don't understand who you are as a person, now, this is like just in general through this COVID, you never know what you're about. And that's like I know it sounds a little bit thing, but it's just like the mental side of it. So my head was just like, I'm, gonna get, I'm just going to get myself in a fit space. Of, I'm not going to just breathe the air. I'm just going to be healthy. And that's what I was working, thinking. I'm going to be healthy. I ain't going to watch the news because they're just bringing out pure negative vibes. And again, that's what it was, this negative energy. I'm, thinking, day, I'm not watching day. nothing, man. I'm not watching. I'm going to just play like I'm on a desert island. And it, and it done that for me. But then obviously other people's mentality was living through certain things. Like my mum worried more than I did. Which that's what they do. Yeah, of course. She's but I'm just like, I'm I'm all right. Like, I'm good. Like, but yeah, it's just it was a it was difficult times then for many people. But I think my whole outlook was completely different. I had to, I had to. That's how I had to live my life, me personally. Mm. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. So yeah, I think you've brought that energy today, even for people listening who who may not have heard your story or or know you know what you've had to go through personally. Um, but you've shown positivity. You've shown a way to manage your life on a daily. And I think you should be commended to that. Me personally, very proud of you, you know, knowing you personally. Uh, really pleased if there's anything I could support and help you with in the future, you know, that I'm yeah. here for you. So. Like I said, I, I do, I think, I f not if I know I need to, like, I was talking to you earlier, and there's, a, there's, I think sometimes in life, there's reasons behind certain things. Mm. Like I said, was I meant to play football and play, be a footballer throughout all my career without no breaks? Clearly mm. not. Like, was I meant to just be healthy and clearly not because something's happened but every time I'm it's not like I'm bouncing back sounds wrong <laughs> but it's the adversity that I'm going through mm. so like when I when I go through it there's a reason why like you said dropping out of the league coming back into the league playing in the prem mm. getting out like even I didn't even talk about like losing my hair like mm. stuff like stuff like that like where it's just lit, them little things mm. like people get tested on a daily so it's not like I'm saying that I'm better than anyone else. It's just that I think if you set yourself in a certain way, certain mind frame, you'll be all right. I'm very much that way. And I said this to like Coley, I didn't have no one 
So when I speak to, to Andy, I really want to help him. And I just sounds weird because I never had no one. There was no one for me. Mm. And I said this to the kidney research. I had no one that I could look at. There's no one that I could look at and say, right, you're healthy, mm. you're fit. All was done through me. So that's me. So I can obviously look back and be happy that I looked after me. So mm. I got through that. Where like when I speak to Andy, I want to help him, which means I want to help other people. So yeah. if I can like do stuff like that and help people, whether it be fitness-based or just getting through something where, listen, you'll be all right. There's a lot of people who'll be, they'll be fine. But it's just getting people's mindset right, isn't it? Really. Wow. Listen, Wayne, it's been great having you here. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing. Um, always good to speak to you. Yes. Yes. Hope I people enjoy. enjoyed listening to the podcast. Please share, subscribe, and um, tune in. Yes. Well definitely. done, bro. <laughs> Thanks. It's been a pleasure.